Genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you. All right, welcome to episode 30 of 15 Minutes of Genius. I'm going to adjust this a little bit so you can hear me better. So what is the show about? The show is really about bringing on amazing entrepreneurs, uh, other individuals that are in the CPG space. I just know a ton about it. And I got to say that no BS here. We have a true genius on today. He's worked with some of the biggest brands that you find on retail shelves today, especially in the beverage category. So before rolling into our next guest, I want to give a big plug to Mark Nicholas, Mark N at ManhattanBeachStudios.net and the beautiful city of Manhattan Beach, which will be a big subject on our show today. You'll see why in just a second. If you want any editing for photos, videos, uh, maybe you can start doing wedding videos, but I think that's not going to come into play till probably 2021. He does it all. This guy is amazing. Mark Nicholas, Mark N at ManhattanBeachStudios.net. So my guest, very, very short intro here. So we have more time to talk with him and hear more about his experience and his story. We have Brett Johnson. He's the president of B Fusion Consulting. And B stands for beverage. Brett, pretty much anything under the sun would be. He is a former VP at Rockstar, Pabst, and LA Libations, which is also local, right? Uh, very close to Manhattan Beach. He has knowledge of all sides of the beverage business, but mostly retail sales, distribution, and marketing. Brett, how's it going, my man? Oh, it's great, Alex. And thanks, man. I'm super grateful you think I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm too <laughs> humble for that. Well, you know, I just, uh, it's the truth, so it's easy to say, you know. You've been with some amazing brands and still are, so, um, man, you, you've earned it. You've earned the title. So I need to get you one of these, sweat, these, these sweaters with genius on it. You know, I'm wearing it because it's the brand. You should be wearing it because you are a genius. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I can't take all that credit. It's just like it's a team of people that moves the mountains, right? It's the village, and uh, that's you know that's what you know brands are all about. So exactly, exactly the sum of all sum of all parts, man. I believe that. Yeah, it's hundred percent. So all right, well, uh, we were actually talking. Uh, I wish I recorded our conversation before starting this this uh, podcast because <laughs> we were talking about all these different brands that you've worked with, the stories behind them, your experiences. So um, let's go right into it. I want to start with some of the most notable brands that we were talking about, which is really GT and, um, and Healthaid. I'm going to kind of go backwards here. Usually I go into your story first. I want to go into the brands first that you worked with. Tell us about your, your learnings working with GT, because also our operations guy, Ramon Kanek, he was at GT and also Healthaid. You've worked with both these companies. Tell us about your experience. You mentioned that there were some um, projects you worked on as far as branding, identity, flavors, SKUs. Tell us about that because they're a huge company, one of the biggest in the industry as far as kombucha. And also tell us about your experience with HealthAid. Well, Alex, there's a lot to unravel right there um, because it's, it's really very complex. Um, when jumping in and consulting with GT, Dave, I think we started 2014, there was, it was like a 19-year-old a startup in some ways because he built this entire empire and yet didn't think about and really didn't have the capacity to deal with the, all the, say, the fundamentals, you know, just branding 101, uh, any other, anything else that's non-direct distribution, DSDs, the classic line, the kegs, 
Um, the hierarchy of the branding, if people knew of his synergy or millennial products, um, there was there was actually quite a few things in there. Uh, production it, itself, I mean, because producing kombucha is not easy because it's not like just sitting on a shelf and can be shipped out the door, right? So you have two week lead times and health aid was the same way. So when you do small batch and you really keep it true, now I'll tell you what, both companies and both brands had amazing leaders. GT is a fantastic guy. Like when you meet him and you talk to him, he is so passionate about his brand and the category that he really invented. It's, uh, it, it wears on you. I mean, you, you just can't not want to just hug the guy and smile and and join the party right so and health aid same those those owners are, the ownership is fantastic um their product's great and they're upholding i think what kombucha and what you know gt set out to do it's great yeah and i think yeah there's a there's a mission there right like i think gt you know uh, as a founder right is that he had a mission to make a cleaner better product that was um, holding to certain morals and staying with those morals and ethics. And I think he's beautifully done that and cascaded that through the entire life of GT. And um, you're mentioning just, you know, again, I'm really gearing this towards anyone watching that there were some things that he did to the labels and to the branding, to the names. What, what did you work on specifically with him to make it easier to understand on a store shelf because entrepreneurs are also working hard to make their branding easier to understand and grasp for a consumer. So tell us more about that specific project, um, you know, with GT. It's a great question. And just like you're saying, I love to give advice to startups, right? So anybody is starting out there. I've been an entrepreneur most of my life and just starting up random things and projects. So I usually, it's about this simple whatever you're going to have on the can or the bottle, would you have that on your trade show booth? Are you going to have it on say a distribution truck? If you're going to wrap a truck or a vehicle, uh, are you going to have it in an ad or a print ad? Try to make the brand voice and the brand image so uniform that if you're going after to be the Nike swoosh, you're going to have to work towards just seeing that there's this check mark that is your brand. So what is it? You do a great job because you have an image of a face, right? A man looking like between you and Einstein. I don't know if you're related, um, but we can go into that later. And it looking at seeing how, okay, you got green and you got genius, right? So there's a lot of things going in that, so people can actually point, pick that, pick that out and point it out. So that's what I look at. Like where, where, where can you live across the board? If you're gonna go slap a logo on a race car, what's that logo gonna be? So somebody knows exactly what your brand is and what it stands for and what they're gonna go buy and where can they find it? And can they see it, that same logo on a shelf? Yeah, and it has to be really uh, incredibly recognizable, but, and also like people need to understand what the product is, right? And like, cause a lot of people, I know it's shocking to say that I think only 10% of people in this country even know what kombucha is, which is really shocking to me. But again, we're, I'm in, we're in LA, so we're kind of in a bubble where everyone, you know, the, the Kim Kardashians in LA, we all, we all know what kombucha is, but definitely communicating what the product is and what are the benefits or I think, you know, like we're talking about is very, very important. Tell us more about just to kind of take a step back with the experience with GT, Tell us about what you do at B Fusion, right? Call it maybe a, a plug, 
call it maybe entrepreneurs that are watching this. We get, you know, several thousand views per episode. Really, what do you help with? And what are the what are the usually the biggest pain points for entrepreneurs um, that are looking for advice? And what have you typically been helping on for entrepreneurs? Uh, so mostly at B Fusion and just a lot of things that I've been doing off and on for many years, which is just helping the visionaries and the owners of a brand to seek out that vision and really get where they want to be. So I feel like I can help most brands, no matter what level that they're at, if they're a startup or if they're already selling $10 million, you know, a year it, to me, the second part of this is all brands need money. You need capital. And so if you're expanding, you know, markets or territories, you need new distribution and you're going to go into a hybrid DSD and direct model, uh, or you need feet on the street. The capital is the hard part um, because as you expand, you're going to need it. And you, I think every brand would like to have more money for marketing, right? And that's really what I do. I help spend money. I help stretch dollars. I want to try to find the best strategic connections possible and find relationships that are super organic that hopefully can live over time and for the eternity of that brand. And those are the kind of things that I get up in the morning and think about, and I go to bed thinking about like, what can be great for this brand? Who can I put them in front of? How can this go the next mile, the next mile and think about it with intent. I think with brands, you need to have intent with what you're really wanting to do to make sure that you can go through with it and execute it properly. And that goes from label design to what you have inside the can or bottle and going to into cans and hands, right? So cans and hands is super important because it's hard to really get loyalty and brand following and recognition without people trying it. Sure, George Clooney can get a lot of people to try, you know, some tequila and you can, you know, exit that brand for a lot of money, uh, you know, at, in a small amount of time in the beverage world, uh, but not a lot of people have that kind of influence. Yeah, and I think like when it comes to marketing and, and spend, you know, and, and one thing you touched on is making that money go as far as possible, right? I think that's an important thing because unfortunately, like what I've learned in being an entrepreneur and having a company is that most people that approach me are just trying to get me to spend money, right? Buy this. This is a new service. I mean, I get probably three to 400 emails a day, right? And being a CEO that they're wanting me to buy a service or do something. But the first question that yep. you're asking yourself, right? I'm talking like you, like Brett Johnson, when you're working with these brands is, is this really good for the company? It sounds like from office space, is this good for the company? <laughs> but you know, but is this really like, is this spend going to be good for the company? Is this going to actually bring an ROI, right? A return on investment to the brand. And I'm really glad that you are looking at these things because that is what's most important. And that's why these companies have retained you for years, right? You're not just like there for a month, you're there for years because you're bringing that value on conserving capital and putting it towards where you're going to get the best return. So uh, next question I have is like, is I guess you're in beverage now. Have you thought about going into food? Do you do food at all? Or is it just beverage? I like to eat, so I go into food all the time. <laughs> but no, I don't really, not typically. Um, I, snack foods um, and such, I've helped out here and there, but I haven't really, you know, not a deep dive into food, but okay. totally open. And because I've done beer and, and some spirits and stuff as well, um, I, I know mostly liquids. Okay, got it, got it. 
I'm the same way. That's why I'm so skinny. I just drink. I have a liquid diet these days, <laughs> almost. Um, especially when I have unlimited smoothies for Genius Juice. So, you know, again, gearing it towards everyone that is watching, you know, you have a lot of knowledge. You've worked with huge brands that are doing tens, if not hundreds of millions, you know, in revenue. Um, how do you survive with a brand, especially something that is saturated? I mean, you consulted HealthAid, ironically, after consulting GT. And with HealthAid, they entered a category which was already kind of somewhat saturated with Kavita, with GT, that seemed to dominate the category. So what is your advice, just in like a couple minutes, on how you separate yourself, how you get into that category, how you break in, and how you differentiate yourself? Because it's a good thing to be in an existing category because there's customers. It's also a bad thing because there's tons of brands and saturation. So what is your advice to entrepreneurs that's they're entering a category and how do you differentiate yourself? Gosh, Alex, in two minutes. Uh, that's why, that you know, that's why it's, uh, it's, <laughs> 15 a minutes of genius. it's a 15 minutes of genius. It's a pressure cooker test here. So, yeah. Um, I think right now it's probably the most difficult time I've ever seen for a buyer to be a buyer, right? So it's a confetti of brands that are getting thrown at them every day. And each category has a subcategory. If you think about it, kombucha is tea. Right, so is is that any different than guayaki, as like a herba mate energy tea? Um, is it any different than a you know say the Liptons of the world or anybody making making a probiotic soda? Um, Molson Coors has Huzah right now, so basically it could be tea based because it's a probiotic soda. Um, I, I'm just I think that the subcategories and the blending and the hybrids of all the different brands out there make it very difficult. So you have to be unique. You have to be genuine. You have to put together something that is not a tough sell. One, it's got to just be pretty much an easy sell. Um, it has to be very noticeable on the shelf, right? So that branding that we're kind of talking about, the hierarchy of how the brand looks, um, what it says, what the message is, there can't be a lot of tough learning for a consumer. The, the education piece has to be a short curve um, to get you get to get them to pull something off a shelf, right? Because to get it off the shelf for the first time is your biggest challenge. Because then you're hoping, well, at least they tried it. And then once they've tried it, I hope they come back and buy it again. And that's where you get the VPOs that you need each store and to you know really dive deep into each retailer and do as much programming as you can with them. And again, back to the spends, making sure it makes sense. But at the end of the day, like doing an event or some sampling outside of a, a retailer and then pointing towards the retailer, I think is sometimes the best use of money. And most of the time I'd say best use of money because if they've never tried it and they don't have a chance to try it elsewhere for free, then they're not gonna go to the store most of the time and try it. Now, digital marketing these days has done a lot to elevate the game and the branding awareness, which there's another spend, right? It's all the emails you get every day. Um, so it's like, you gotta decipher and distill which ones are gonna make the most sense uh, where, do, where do I see my brand? Whose hand should it be in in my ads? Where are they drinking it? Who's it stand for? Um, and so I think that's, you know, that's the voice of the brand that really needs to be figured out before you go spend the money in digital or even, you know, street sampling. Exactly. And by the way, you did that in two and a half minutes. So sweet. it can be done. <laughs> and you, you, you packed in like so much awesome freaking information in there that boom, you did it. So yeah, man, that's a true genius right there. It's uh, 
Less is more, right? So, okay. Um, one other thing, too, that you said, which is really key before I get into the next segment. I have my, my phone here, which I just uh, fumbled, is that um, packaging, right? Um, we're, we're running short on time, but one thing that you mentioned, which I want to really hit on again, is that you mentioned having really appealing packaging in the store. And I think like the point of impact, right? Getting that customer for the first time you said that is one of the hardest things to do. So this entrepreneur is watching, packaging, packaging, packaging. Um, a mentor told me today, never be shy. If you need to spend more money on branding identity and packaging and shelf presence, that investment is gonna pay back tenfold and be one of the best investments you can make in your brand. That's what Brett is just talking about is shelf presence and popping on shelf and getting that customer to buy it for the first time. And if you have a great product, you have nothing to worry about because they'll come back again. So yeah, great advice, Brett, on that. So I uh, want to get into our next segment. This is almost brand new. This is our, our, I think our fourth or fifth episode doing it, but it's called Rapid Fire Questions. Rapid Fire Questions. Okay. Didn't expect this, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> you look like slightly, slightly I'm game. nervous. Yeah, you're game. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm a game. I'm game. Okay, awesome. All right. So here we go. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. You have, uh, you know, one minute total to answer all of these. Okay, so here we go. Okay. NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. First thing you do when you wake up. I think you said it already. You think about your brands, right? Movie, yeah. you, movie you can watch unlimited amount of times. Feel the dreams. Song you can listen to an unlimited amount of times. Uh, bad from you too. Favorite national park. Ooh, Yosemite. What is your spirit animal? Jaguar. Nice. And you drive a Jaguar too. <laughs> Window no. seat or Actually, aisle seat? monkey. I'm mostly a monkey. I'm a monkey boy. Monkey boy. <laughs> Window seat or aisle seat on an airplane? Window. Peanut butter or almond butter, or neither? Almond butter. Cold weather or hot weather? Well, you're in Southern California. Oh, I, I love both, but I'll, I'll take hot weather majority of the time. Nice. We're both in Manhattan Beach, which is funny. So we, because yeah. of COVID, you can't be in the right. studio. So uh, cold brew or hot coffee? Cold brew. LeBron James or Michael Jordan? Jordan. Ginger or turmeric? Even though I'm a Laker fan. <laughs> this is old school, though. We're, different. We're a different generation, right? Yeah, totally. Ginger, ginger or turmeric? Ginger. Favorite food or drink if you were stuck on a deserted, deserted island and you, can, you cannot say genius juice? <laughs> well, I'd take water, but I'd also take tequila. There you go. Nice. That's the most in Coors uh, influence right there. All right, so that's rapid-fire questions. Thanks for being a part of it, Brett. Really, really enjoyed it. And uh, again, um, if anyone wants to reach you, email, uh, website, what is it? LinkedIn. LinkedIn is great. LinkedIn. Yeah. There you go. Short and sweet. Sure. Love it, man. So thank you again for joining us, Brett. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you again. Thanks, Alex. You're awesome. You're a genius. You too, my friend. All right. So this is episode 30 of 15 Minutes of Genius. Brett Johnson, he's the president of B Fusion Consulting. We'll also have it in the comments below on LinkedIn and YouTube. If you ever want to reach this guy, he's amazing. Make sure to reach out. He's a local Manhattan Beach. So uh, again, a big plug to uh, Mark N, ManhattanBeachStudios.net, Mark Nicholas. There's everything right down below. Boop, 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 boom. And uh, one more thing, let me think. Oh yeah, 
Stay genius, my friends. Genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you. 